0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to season one seventy three, episode five of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, February twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. My three year old's birthday. Yeah are you Are you joining the podcast now? Uh, Ramsey is here, my my four-year-old is here, Andy! my two-year-old's turning three today, it's all happening. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Woohoo, we're gonna host it, we're gonna host, when you are down, we'll bring the sound,
1: woohoo,
0: you already know it, already know, the mornings will start. By making you smart, ooh, and talking about farts. Uh, that is courtesy ooh. of Chrissy Yamaguchi, man. Had to add that last part. He was making a sound too first rate. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray.
1: Oh, it's Miles Gray straight out of the San Fernando Valley. The legendary Blazian Hideo Noho is in the building. <laughs> Thank you so much. To my mind, I was an AK that came came to me in a dream, uh, which was wild because it felt like the lowest hanging fruit ever uh, that I was talking about with some of my friends about this pun. But shout out to Hideo Nomo. For people who don't know, Nomo, the Japanese baseball pitcher who came through the Dodgers number one six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then NoHo, No-ho shorthand for North, North Hollywood, Hollywood, my hometown, home ground. So I
0: thought you, know. you said that on yesterday's episode.
1: Uh... I think I kept talking about it. Oh, I think it's like you
0: did... you said something subconsciously and then it made it into your dream world.
1: No, I did mention how I changed my display name to Hideo Noho, but I oh, didn't okay. really Beautiful. I didn't come out with it to say, "Here I am, y'all. Hideo really? Noho in your face." Yes. Get it tatted. Uh,
0: well we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented, the brilliant, Mr. Dave Schilling.
2: Dave. Hello guys. Hey. Hi. Did you see did you hear my sound effect that I did for myself? I went I love it. I think it was cool.
1: That was I like chicken air very horn. cool. I
0: should yeah. have said bruh, bruh, bruh. dapper too, because Dave always brings it. Dave is I always can't. looking yeah. so good. We spent
1: 15 minutes deciding whether or not we should just have him not put video on because you're dressed like Mahershala Ali's stylist <laughs> or some shit with your nice turtleneck on. I you're like that I'm Nani not dressed like
2: Mahershala Ali. I'm dressed like his employee, which is well, fine. No, no. no, mean, no you're dressed like, like the person
1: he relies on to look good. That's what's implied right. there. Because right. if shed, you have us, that point. means you can't dress your damn self. You know that's what I mean. Correct, so that's correct. what I meant. It wasn't employee-employer relationship. I, get I was indicating. Listen, yeah.
2: you know, we're all here for the worker. We're all we're all you know leftists who care about the rights of workers, and Mahershala Ali stylist should be in a union. Yeah, yeah. there I said it.
1: There I said it. What and is finally. your? First of all, Dave, what your drip? If yep. people follow you on Twitter, mm-hmm. things have I've I've seen you just. Just turn into a superhero before my eyes with some of your outfits. They're so tough. Mm. Okay, I have leveled like, up a the little f- bit. Yeah, oh up. He got the ankles showing. Got the linen
2: pants. The f- All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give some secrets out. Number okay. one, you got to get on the real real. It's an app. It's got tons of uh, consignment luxury clothing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Now yeah. this is. Bit, I don't want to. I don't want our household
0: is a big supporter of the real real. Good. I don't want to blow
2: up the spot completely, but. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why this app is got so many amazing grails and just crazy like Prada, Gucci and stuff that's like super cheap is because so many people are dying. Oh, my God, oh Like Dave. vintage rich pieces are dying.
0: Whoa, oh you're
1: no! You're like suddenly there's an influx of Gucci from the 80s and 70s. <laughs>
2: yeah, what is oh happening? Yeah, it's just a bunch of rich people in Beverly Hills falling over in their swimming pool. It's right. very sad. But
1: and here we are to feast on your, their leavings.
2: Your boy is reaping <laughs> the <benefits. laughs> Their leavings. The I second have? second yeah. thing I want to shout out is GQ writer Rachel Rachel Tastien has a an invite-only newsletter called Opulent Tips, which if you don't read GQ, you don't read Rachel. You should. You should try to get on the mailing list for this newsletter because she has the best recommendations for everything, from like the best plates to buy to where to get the most fire Johns in the whole right. world. So you gotta just, find Rachel. She's at the profit Pizza on Twitter.
1: The when I look at you, Dave, you're wearing a beautiful vintage Armani sport coat you yeah. know what i mean i don't even mm-hmm. I, I won't even deign to assume what that material is on your neck and upper body oh this but, is
2: a this is a mock neck i'm not gonna say what it's made of okay that'd, that's be, fine. that'd be gauche
1: and, yeah we know but we i think <laughs> i was clock i can clock it through the zoom i know what's up there uh but like part of me i get stressed out when i see people dress so well because i'm so sloppy and like high and i spill shit on myself and i don't have my spatial awareness is bad sometimes when i wear clothing like i'm like oh man i would fuck that outfit up and 2 minutes I'm wearing so. white yeah.
2: pants right now white Woo! pants Woo! in 2021. Are they covered in Are they that's
0: covered stressing in me out Are they covered, <laughs> are they covered <laughs> in ramen spackle <laughs> Ramen <laughs> batter because that's uh I, I don't understand that marinara put, at least I've a little bit a little. busted
2: these out just for this show Well Damn. yeah if you don't see them at all I feel better
1: Yeah I love it I mean, we might re- have
0: to introduce a video component just in case Dave shows up.
1: I know we need that like e red carpet, like 360 <laughs> <3D>? cam. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the Manny Petty box,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. But it's my feet. Right, see
1: what the kicks are. Why not? You know, and I just, but also Jack and I have to do it too. So just just the (laughs) juxtaposition of like someone really well dressed and then our slovenly (laughs) outfits. I love it. Looks like bare ass feet
0: that haven't (laughs) been clipped in days. Looks like Jack's uh, Nike ankle (laughs) socks are uh, wearing out a little more at the heel. So that's the latest development. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I guess a Kate Middleton of sorts in that he's worn that same pair of socks five times in a row now on camera. But yeah, guess... you can't Dave, smell you like... them so
0: much. But, <laughs> uh, it's Dave, not you great. seem like the sort of guy who when his socks get a hole in them, he throws them out. Is that accurate?
2: No, actually. Oh, Socks oh, okay, are the one place where I completely <laughs> don't give a shit. I'm just it's, like don't be weird. See yeah. it no one cares. I wear yeah. a lot of like no-show socks. Yeah, me too. I wear loafers instead of in sneakers or anything like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. I will um, ride with a sock until uh, until it basically can't hold my foot anymore.
1: Until it's an anklet.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. That is
2: that is the next place where I'm going to upgrade my life
1: yeah. and become yes. more of a classy person. Is socks? Oh, I can't handle. Don't do it to me like that.
0: All right, Dave, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell the people a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are going to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Goebbels. Uh He appeared on Laura Ingram's show and uh, had some interesting things to say. So we'll yeah. we'll listen to him. Yeah, he's sensitive now. He's gone yeah. sensitive on us. We are going to talk about Trump's tax returns. We're going to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, we're going to talk about the crypto art world. We're going to talk about Lady Gaga's dog napping. More importantly, our dog walker was shot four times. I feel like that's being undercovered a little bit um, from her from her side. So we'll talk about all that. Uh, plenty more. But first, Dave, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are
2: I just yesterday evening looked up how to complain to FedEx if your packages get lost
0: mm. I was mm. talking
2: about this on Twitter uh, because it was really distressing I was supposed to get a jacket a blazer <laughs> from Paris and it was supposed to be delivered yesterday and Ugh. it was just sitting at the sort facility In Los Angeles, like I could just go over there right now in my car. Just drive over there and say, you have my package. Here's my ID. Give me my jacket. Mm. Now, I got to keep waiting. But now it's available for pickup at the Walgreens on 6 in Vermont when this is over, I am jetting over there to that Walgreens and asking for my jacket.
0: Oh, you right. get your blazers from Walgreens, too? Cool. <laughs> yes, So that makes me feel better. Though. Yeah, let me see yeah. the inner label of that jacket real quick.
1: <laughs> 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 just as I thought. CVS, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have it with the like knockoff reading glasses. Uh, <laughs> just the, what that. are those called? Foster Browns? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Whatever those
1: <laughs> Amazing outfit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of I mean, the weather fucked a lot of things up, especially for the FedEx hub. and was in Memphis. Yeah, you know, that, I, that fucked up a lot of stuff. I, I was trying to get some recording equipment that I just couldn't wait for any longer for. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't even shipped, but like just that delay, the weather there, the ramifications. And I mean, I, you know, fuck all the vaccine that FedEx was trying to figure out where to get it. Get this man's jacket to him. Give me FedEx. my Johns, you
2: fucks. What <laughs> Let me make it clear though, the people who work for FedEx and UPS and USPS are heroes. They no, work super hard for not enough money. The Amazon workers who deserve to unionize and deserve, you know, actual real wages and and, and proper treatment and health insurance and all those things. Like, it's not your fault. I'm not complaining right. about the service. I'm complaining no. about my own need to have clothes in my closet, which I don't need. So let's just say this is a total waste of time, and I'm a selfish person, and I'm sorry to all the postal workers for <laughs> complaining at all. You don't deserve my
0: shit. Full circle. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated?
2: Getting dressed in the morning. This is going to be a theme for today. Get Damn. dressed in the morning. I don't know if the last time I was on here I said the same thing, but I'm going to say it again if I did. Get dressed in the morning. I have a rolling rack. It is filled with clothes. Whatever is going on this season is going to be out on the rolling rack. Everything that I'm not wearing because it's out of seasons in the closet. So I just go through in the morning, peel through each thing. Think about what I'm going to wear with what thing, what shoes I'm going to wear. I do this every morning and my brain works better. I've been more productive than I've ever been in my whole life when I started this routine of getting dressed every morning. So how just long you put how long you been on. doing
1: this? How long you been on this? Since quarantine, I just, oh so at the start of quarantine, you're like I'm gonna resolve to still do the thing of put clothes on. Man, yep. I, I the fucking the second. Like we were like, okay, so we can't come to the office Monday. I was like, <laughs> goodbye I'm clothes. I've done, no <laughs> Hello, I, robes.
2: I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a project for myself. Sure. And I did like a fit pick every day for the month of April. Right, and then I, I thought I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep doing this whenever I want and buying clothes and like thinking about clothes in, a, in an even more serious way than I did before. Yeah. And for some people, it's stressful and annoying to think about what to wear every day. But for me, it's like putting a puzzle together.
0: Yeah. Right? Whatever works for you. Yeah. I, and I, a puzzle that makes me look fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of
1: the time, I'm just in looks that are puzzling. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the fuck? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Wow. To- four Seasons Total Landscaping shirt underneath a Lakers jersey?
2: <laughs> huh. Where'd you get that Suncoast... Me- motion picture
1: house, <laughs> yeah Sun right cast. exactly
2: wow <laughs> they're still around
1: yeah oh man shout out to the one at city walk they used to have the props from time cop in it the legends
0: Woo. Wow. Uh,
1: what is something you think is overrated
2: sweatpants <laughs> oh come I, on I, what I, the I'm, fuck sorry. Is this now now <laughs> you're pissed I'm, I'm sorry like I get it comfort it. Comfort is All important right. to people but I've I've found clothes that are comfortable that also look good like, stop with the sweatpants. They're 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 uh, the sign of, of a of a an inactive mind, a <laughs> decaying, active brain. Oh, oh, you're no, getting sir. soft, no, America. You've,
1: you've gotten you're getting a little over ahead of your Margellas, sir. <laughs> this is sweatpants. Look, I think the difference is uh, there is a certain amount of like mental bandwidth I can devote to what I will be wearing on my body, and pr- so mm-hmm. just and this is me personally. When I would go in the before times, there's a little bit of ego wrapped in because you're you're communicating to the world. This is who I am with my clothing. And then as the pandemic hit and that became just such a minor thing for me, it the focus became do not be naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And that's really where I'm at. But, you know, that's for you. And if you think they're overrated, I get it. Mista, Mista, he's a fashionista.
2: I'm just. Trying to help people <laughs> as we start to emerge from quarantine and begin reasserting ourselves in the world, you're gonna have to stop wearing those fucking sweatpants. I don't all the know.
1: Time. I think we just did a story about how architecture is gonna change post-pandemic. I think I'm, we're
0: joggers. Joggers are the new suit pants.
1: I think we Great. may have fucked up fashion forever with COVID. I 100
0: yeah.
2: disagree. I think there's always going to be people who are going to dress up. Oh, and not like that. You oh, sure. either be not one like of those that. people or be in sweatpants. That's your choice. Choose. For Choose sure. if you are going to stand out from the crowd or if you're going to be one of the sheep. Mm. You wow. want to be a sheep?
1: Wow. I'm no sheep. sheep. Oh, no, sir. A sheep I am not, although this is fleece that I have <laughs> on
2: <out> my body. <laughs> These sweatpants are cashmere, thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, and I, oh man, see, if I had that shit immediately, I would probably drop a blunt in the middle of the crotch <laughs> if they would fucking incinerate and I'd be like, this is why I just need to wear like garbage bags.
0: Mm. Do we think like jeans are are neither uh, high end nor are they comfortable? Do we think jeans are going to come back? Yeah, Dave, what's they-
1: your take on it? Because you come God. with some scathing to take. So what's, what are, where this, do where does denim pants This fit? is a great question. I don't like jeans. Person. Right.
0: Nobody really likes jeans. I feel like it was what? just like a thing where, I mean, like just in terms I don't of dislike jeans. I guess I don't dislike them, but you mean like they, no, we defaulted to them. Yeah, I feel like we defaulted to them because they were just like acceptable and were worn sure. with everything. And now that we've broken through to joggers being something that you can wear with anything, I wonder if they will replace the jean.
2: I think jeans were always the crutch for people who wanted to be comfortable. but Didn't want to um, be, you know, in their pajamas. Right. So, yeah, jeans were the casual Friday um, clothing option. Right. Everybody loved. And now that there is no such thing as casual Friday, every day is casual Friday. Right. Right. Why wear jeans? But jeans are always going to be popular with skate kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeans are always ravers. going to be popular with ravers, exactly. <laughs> carpenters, <laughs> mm-hmm. various people who work with lathes. Like, jeans are always going to be <laughs> <Lathes>. around.
1: <laughs> but
2: when I think about jeans, I think about in my head some guy, some fifty-year-old dad with his polo shirt tucked, tucked his, in, tucked like, in Kirkwood yes. signature it's, jeans. That's like, a, I think about my dad. It's the friend.
1: wash, though, too. You know what I mean? Because there's that very standard. My old trusty Wranglers, yeah. uh, tone of blue that you know might as well be a Blue Lives Matter rally as pants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We I'm might all be, be
2: wearing. this a big blue stripe down the back <laughs> of your jeans,
1: like the old Avizos <laughs> that used to have like the designs on, but just a big blue line. I mean, the
0: way fashion was headed before the pandemic, we might all be wearing shirts tucked into our jeans because of you know the dad shoes, the dad hats, no, the you dad know everything. Nah,
1: the, all the kids look and this is three washed old guys talking about fashion but like I every time I've been out and I see like you know the zoomer kids out there I'm like man y'all are dressing like me when I was 14 yeah yeah like that's the flex I'm like well let me go to my mother's garage real quick because I will (laughs) stunt on y'all in my world industries or uh, hook up skate tee right
0: all right we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back and yeah, let's talk about it. This was kind of a nice blast from the past, the past being uh, a month ago when Donald Trump was president and this motherfucker <laughs> was still in power. Um, yeah. You know, yes, we have issues with Biden's met many of uh, Biden's policies and the job he's doing. But this uh, th- this put me this- back back to where I was. A mere month ago. And- this
1: is like mental, not even gymnastics. Like it's like mental parkour. Right. uh What this fucking man is doing. So here we go. Yes. Biden, comparatively much better than Trump. Comparatively. Much, yeah. there's, you can't argue that. not at all that's that's like the whole that's how that's how the election that's how he won the election like look you put us next to each other i edge him out basically by a little bit so what are we doing here folks Mm -hmm. so that's what happened uh that this man you know he's been in office he's been trying to dismantle many of the fucked up policies that donald trump left us policies that we have called inhumane uh cruel uh totally fucked yes but then like some kind of fucked up clockwork, teenage mutant ninja gurbles himself, Stephen Miller, comes out the fucking shadows to go to on uh, Laura Ingram's hate hoedown, and he must have sprayed on the wrong hair on his head today. He must have put the snowflake hair on today because just listen to how this man is just, he is alarmed with uh, this current administration's immigration policy. What we are seeing here is the cruelty and inhumanity of Joe Biden's immigration policies, he came into office and announced that there's an open door, and that young people who come into this country illegally are going to be resettled instead of returned. He is forcing thousands of young children into the arms of smugglers. So yes, he is the. This is the cruelty and right. the inhumanity.
0: The what? The my f- question is: Does he like? He's obviously being like cartoonishly disingenuous, but like, does he know? Does he think his audience knows that? And it's a bit where he's like just trying to uh, dramatically weaponize the criticisms of the Trump administration against the Biden administration. Like, he can't honestly think that I people don't... who are watching Laura Ingram's show are like, yes, uh, be kinder. Well, what's wrong with y'all?
1: I think it's not because it's it's all just an outrage football that we pass back and forth. And so they they you know, they work better with in possession of the outrage football, even though their policy is like, you know, he didn't say a single thing that would improve the conditions for anybody. That's I'd be like, but do you remember what I did? And he was trying to make using words like safe or whatever. No, motherfucker. You it was pure chaos. It was a humanitarian crisis at the border because of you.
2: I think, I think it's also a concerted effort by the Republican Party to co-opt the messaging and the language of the left. If they just say exactly what liberals say about conservatives, it renders everything complete gibberish and no one can understand anything or care about anything because there is no line. There is no truth. It is just a big rhetorical soup that we all are forced to eat every day that is full of lies and garbage that's all that it is he can say oh this is inhumane this is wrong this is evil when we were saying that three years ago about trump um when when uh, democrats say trump and the republican party is authoritarian now they can say it about liberals that they're authoritarian for wanting to have trans people allowed to share the same rights that we have. That to them is a If they just use the words that we use, then they are rendered meaningless.
1: Yeah. There's also this element of like, you know, just denial that group denial that they all have to participate in and to come out just sort of like unequivocally and use these words helps completely forget like what was going on when Trump was in power too. Um, Because that's like, Oh my, yeah, that's, It's just sort of this thing where I think the reason it's not that he thinks he's being smart. It's just a group of people, you know, like when you're in like out of college and you're still drinking a lot and you're trying to figure out, like, do I drink a lot? And like (laughs) we all drink a lot still. But then it's like, nah, nah, man, we're young, man. We're young man. we're just partying. This, like, sort of the same sort of, like, let's not think too much about it. And then Stephen Miller's going to be like, nah, nah, we're good, baby. We're partying, man. Like, this is inhumane, <laughs> baby. And that Do allows. another line. Yeah, Come and on. That, it's fun. That allows everybody else to be like, right, right. Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, this was bad. It just sort of, it helps w- by just putting all the focus there. It just, you know, the last thing they want is self-awareness. And it seems more than anything, they're incapable of it. Um, it's hard to know, like, which part Stephen Miller's on. But, yes, he knows what he's doing, and he doesn't care because he's a fucking goon.
0: I mean, yeah, but, like, since high school, his thing has been inhumane immigration policy. Like, that was his... He would stand up at assemblies and say, like, racist shit against the... Saying, like,
1: the janitors need to speak English or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, that's been him. That's his whole brand. So, I gotta feel like he's doing this like with a wink to his Nazi fans like no i can say that too type thing like just
1: yeah it's
2: trolling I, it's just trolling that's it's, what I, I feel like it is i yeah. know you are but what am i right, that is right. all the republican party is now is what you think we are you actually are uh, right. and so you're wrong and, and uh, we're right like that's it it's pathetic it's empty and it is the most dangerous part of their entire strategy
1: yeah right. cuz it's a lot of energy in a direction without much like purpose. Yep. But that's a thing. There's, they're yeah. but they're, they're moving. They
2: right? don't want the country to change. Yeah. They don't want it to get better. They don't want to pass legislation. They don't want to govern. What they want to do is obstruct and demean and demoralize They're
1: enemies. Do you think? Because I mean, there's no, there's no real long-term plan. Like, do you think, like in a conservative's head, it's like, yeah, man, like fuck that, and they'll be so pissed off and triggered that they can't get anything done that they'll leave America, and then it'll be all ours. (laughs) Like, I'm not. What's What's the the end end game? game? There is no end game game. because motherfuckers aren't leaving. So there's (laughs) no end game. (laughs) Like that's where I'm like, think. I mean, if y'all really want something, like just pause for a second and
2: think about it. I think that there is a sect of the the far right that wants a civil war. Right. Right. That is we know that for a fact now that they want to they want to take up arms against the federal government. Yeah. And then there are the rank and file conservatives who just don't like the idea of race mingling. Yeah. (laughs) That are just kind of like. Casually racist. Like, I I don't really trust black people. If Dave and I
1: sat down at a Waffle House somewhere, they might be like, so you two fellas. Are you you partially... Panama? Yeah. Haiti? I think them boys are miscegenated. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd be right.
2: Um, (laughs) Yes. And then there's the people that just want low taxes. And then there is the, the top like echelon of the Republican Party that simply wants to continue being in power. Yeah. And they want to continue propagating the policies that allow them to remain in power and that allow them to make as much money as possible. But there's no ideological coherence or consistency there yeah. with those people, with that, you know, the 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 bureaucratic class, the political class, uh, the industrial class of the Republican Party.
0: Right. Well... Let's talk about Donald Grump's tax returns. We got him, yeah. baby. Got him, baby. B- B- millions B- of done. pages.
1: He's done. Millions. <laughs> now we got him. Um, yeah. Oh, gee whiz, mom. They got <laughs> his tax returns. <laughs> Woo! I mean, you know, the Supreme Court and many other courts had not been feeling the like, Trump team's legal defense, which is essentially like, he's president. He can, like, what are you doing? Like, don't leave him alone. He's the fucking president. And now- that the Supreme Court was like, no, we're not going to block anything like Cy Vance's investigation and his subpoenas are valid. Uh, so now he's he's a he has has his hands on these documents. And this is what he has. Vance got Trump's tax returns extending from January 2011 to two, August 2019. But there's more. He also obtained access to reams of work papers surrounding the tax returns preparation, financial statements from the Trump organization, engagement agreements and other communications around the documents preparation. And so, you know, to Jack's point yesterday, this doesn't mean he gets his fucking wig torn off in public and we all get to pee on it. Uh, Mm. Like, you know, we think sometimes like we got him, y'all. It's just this time. (laughs) It's just merely the beginnings of a very high profile financial fraud case. And the cynical part of me doing a little back of the napkin mask says, well, based on his uh, orange bang adjacent complexion, he may get off. Uh, Mm -hmm. But also, you know, unlike collusion or insurrection, sadly, insurrection was so right there in front of you. um, This may be a pretty straightforward case in that it's clear he's pulling all kinds of fucking tricks on his taxes that make Wesley Snipes look like some certified tax accountant.
0: Mm. Yeah. One thing that I, I was quoting this defense attorney who was like, this could be just another Mueller investigation where uh, and the media is doing a lot of the same shit that they did with the Mueller investigation where they oversample prosecutors and like so it makes it seem like the case is open and shut. One difference, I think, is that there there is obviously a motivation among like the majority of people to make something stick to this motherfucker. It's like. You could compare it to the Capone, like, tax evasion case right, where someone's just been getting away with crimes in public uh, f- just out of sheer corruption, and the law is going to find a way to nail his ass to the wall one way or another. Um, <laughs> could you
1: imagine, like, Capone, Trump is, like, the, the Tom Hardy movie? Right. <laughs> Riddled with like- syphilis.
0: Yeah, I, like, that would not ah! surprise me. <laughs> ah, I, I got-
2: like,
1: oh, my God,
0: sir.
2: The one difference between this case and the previous two, the Russia thing and the insurrection, is those two trials took place in the Senate. Right. Right. The United States Senate, which is packed with people who have a political reason to acquit the man. Right. This is not that. (laughs) This is different. This is like actual crime. Yeah. This is not a political uh, theater trial. Right. This is not you know a bunch of grandstanding senators going up to a podium and making a bunch of uh, rhetorical points that amount to nothing, just to uh, obstruct justice or people voting strictly on party lines. This is this is a criminal trial yeah. that yeah. could happen, that could take place. So I, I have hope that this is actually going to stick to this fucking guy the other but thing, like you never know
1: this isn't his only legal liability i really? mean there are sexual assault cases that he is still very likely to have to testify or at least give some kind of statement um right. that he was trying to duck while he was president so i mean it's, it, there's a lot and we talked about it when he was going out of office like there are many things uh but we'll say this is i seems to be the one that has the most momentum um and the other documents that he has that Cy Vance has uh, seemed to have like some information on the deliberations, like on how Trump's properties, like how they valued them and, you know, to, you know, juice the numbers a bit to take a loss or, you know, whatever they got to do. And the other thing is the the documents are going to help now uh potential witnesses be called because they said they needed to see the documents to be able to be like okay now now we'll, now we know what we want to ta- like ask these people but before they just had ideas without the proper paper trail right whatever
0: we'll see and i mean <laughs> like they we know of crimes they've committed like ivanka trump is i think yeah, I mean, on record as like lying about how mon- how many of like those uh apartments were filled she was like yeah we're like 80 uh, percent oh trump so you better get some of these and it was like 10 apartments yeah. <laughs> had been sold through and it was like all to trump family members or something uh it's like there's no doubt that there's shady shit going on it's just the other issue is that um in most cases white collar crime is wildly under prosecuted yeah. um but it like i was saying i hopefully this is a case where the motivation is there to uh hold white collar criminal. Just have, have this to... man
1: crushed under the weight of yes. the law books.
0: This isn't really adding anything new, but just uh I don't know, to reiterate that they tried to overthrow the government knowingly. And mm-hmm. you know, anything they're saying otherwise is a cynical cover story that they know is a cynical cover story. Um Marjorie Taylor Green You know, she was out there claiming it was on January 6th uh, and the day after was claiming it was Antifa posing as Trump supporters. Uh, There was also that video of that dude who was like in his hotel room basically being like, we were all there. It was not Antifa. It was not BLM. It was Trump supporters that did that yesterday. I'm the first to admit it being one myself. Uh, And (laughs) he was like live streaming. Uh, He was right there when... uh, the woman was shot and killed. Um, I walked amongst all those people, he added, uh, basically saying, like, give us credit for the awesome thing we just did. Um, well, now we're learning that uh that very person, that dude, is homies with Green. Like they are yeah, super ties. Like, like they like,
1: go to events together.
0: Green repeatedly calls Aguero. Amazing and a friend, and on social media, he called Green one of my closest friends before she became like before she was elected to office. Like they go way back. They're tight. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, she's having a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is on top of all the the fucking transphobic, homophobic shit she was saying in the house. Because like the GOP is like, okay, uh, let's have her spearhead the fucking opposition to expanding the Civil Rights Act. Uh, to include the LGBTQ community in terms of, you know, banning, you know, discrimination based on sex or gender identity. It seems simple. Again, what is the problem here? I don't know who this hurts, but this is what this fucking scumbag decided to say. Quote, God created us male and female in his image. He created us. It's on the House floor. The Equality Act that we are to vote on this week destroys God's creation. It also completely annihilates women's rights and religious freedoms. It can be handled completely different to stop discrimination without destroying women's rights, little girls' rights in sports, and religious freedom, violating everything we hold dear in God's creation.
2: Yeah, this is, again, they're using terms that liberals would use about freedom and women's rights. Like, this is rhetorical poison. Yeah, It is injecting... Poison into the discourse so that it renders everything else meaningless like you can't argue with this person yeah she's insane but she's becoming a media superstar because there's no trump anymore so without trump to be the figurehead for everything that sucks in the world we have to get marjorie taylor green to come out here and say crazy shit every few days and then go back into her hobbit hole uh, until we need her to spice up cable news again,
0: I think the best example, Dave, of what you're talking about, uh, she put a sign on her uh, office door that said, "There are two genders: male and female. Trust the science." Uh, so she's taking the idea of trusting the science and claiming that that claiming
1: that it's for- like, but y'all don't, so just shut up. Like, and, but and this is in the face of you know uh, Representative Marine Newman who you know, responded and spoke about her daughter and how her daughter would be discriminated and potentially excluded from getting benefits or any kind of help because she's trans. And right. then so then so th- it was a back and forth because that poster about the two genders, it was like two moves before that Um, after Marie Newman spoke about her daughter. Uh, that's when shit face McFascist had to come back with, quote, as mothers we all love and support our children but your biological son does not belong in my daughter's bathrooms locker rooms and sports teams This is and then so Newman hung a trans flag to be like and her her office is across the hall from uh, MTG's, so that's why she put this other shit out. But there's so it's so many fuck. There's so many lame myths in like in what she's talking about, like this idea that allowing trans athletes to participate hurts cisgendered women. That's not right. the case. Most cisgendered women are saying like, I don't what I've never I'm I'm not in an issue where I'm or I don't have an issue where I think S- uh, trans women are like creating a problem for me as a competitor. No, right. this idea too, like if you're going to bi- get on this whole idea of um, uh, analyzing who is participating that her idea that uh, allowing trans women to participate hurts all women. No, this policing hurts all women because now you're, now you're assigning these uh, like things like masculine, like too, too manly or masculine or too good to now, you know, cast dispersions on an athlete and then start policing their gender based on what, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's inviting all this like bullshit in. And then on top of, like, oh, there's so many myths, especially like, because for now, it seems like sports is the current battleground for our society to have a reckoning with this, like, binary gender construct that we have. And this is where it's all, like, sort of coming to the forefront when really, you know, like, there's a lot of things, like, a lot of the things that uh, critics of, uh, when I say critics, fucking transphobic goons uh Say shit like oh testosterone there's a lot of studies that show there isn't a lot of causal connection between performance and testosterone like there's a lot of loose arguments about it but nothing that's unequivocal so this this like this whole fucking uh campaign that they're all on is just I don't know like it's just riddled with contradictions and lack of any kind of you know critical thought about what any of this is
2: there there doesn't even need to be an intellectual argument right in my opinion, like, yeah. No, I mean, I say they, this just as people. Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, s- yeah. I'm not complaining about what you're saying. I'm just like, it, the discourse is is directed in the wrong place. The discourse says, let's have an intellectual conversation about whether or not um, you know, trans women deserve to play women's sports, or should we even have sports bet- that are separated by the genders? Like, don't worry about that. The point of this conversation is: do trans people deserve? Human rights. And the answer is yes. Yeah. If you have empathy, if you care about other people, if you believe in freedom and equality, the answer is yes. There is nothing else to say. There is no intellectual conversation that is to be had. It is it is a purely emotional conversation. Right. It is a conversation about people and whether or not you care about other people.
1: I mean, and just like the idea that like a trans athlete is going to be like some, like the idea is some stealthy person who's not a trans person but is trying to game the system because men are better than women or some shit it's always like this weird idea you hear these people fucking talk about and it's such bullshit
2: their version that goddamn movie joanna man no exactly bullshit movies and that idea of oh a guy who can't play sports is gonna pretend to be a lady and he's gonna be better at sports like that's so that's so homophobic and sexist and disgusting other thing tell me
1: if a high-performing athlete can whose day-to-day life is filled with discrimination vitriolic fucking hate-filled messages a constant uncertainty about how the country views you as even human that you that on top of all that that's an edge over maybe a cisgendered athlete who doesn't have those considerations Right. Or those kinds of obstacles to overcome societally, like there's just so again. That's why to your point, Dave, it's it's not about getting hung up on like, well, what's what's the hundred meter time or whatever. No, no, no. Dude, this is this the bill isn't about who can play sports. The bill is much larger than that. It speaks to a fundamental, uh, value that we need to have as people, which is all people are people until proven robot,
2: right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. I it, it's a smart. Uh, political strategy to use sports because yeah. sports are, is a thing that conservatives get real fired up about mm-hmm. you could trace this all back to Kaepernick and how they used Kaepernick as a symbol of what they didn't like about um, the way we talk about race and the way we talk about policing and the way we talk about um, discrimination and racism Yeah, and they used sports because sports is a thing that gets those people fired up, that gets me fired up, I love sports we all love sports on this show, all three of us yes. do And so it's a a passion uh, that a lot of people share. But guess what, guys? As much as I love sports, it doesn't fucking matter compared to somebody else's rights. I don't give a shit about sports that much. Right. And the idea that
1: uh, it's just so it's fucked up because at the end of the day, it's almost like you're saying, do cults societally, do we want to turn up the heat and be more suspicious of everyone to benefit everyone? Right. That's not that's not the (laughs) vibe that doesn't help anybody. You, no. If that's the, te- if that's the tone, it's like, who's this? Who's that? What they got? What the, 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 that eventually that will become worse and worse and worse. And it's not going to just be limited to one topic. That's because we're saying this is like the energy we want to give to something like this. When the energy should be like, you know, accepting that we're all people and people say, well, that's too kumbaya or whatever. But uh, being suspicious of everybody is not going to help anyone. I can guarantee no. you that.
0: It reflects an understanding of trans rights and the humanity of trans people based on, like, 80s movies in which a right. guy wears a wig to, yep. like, go like to a corkies. locker room. Yeah, to go to a yeah, locker room. and
2: It's fuck. literally Joanna Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's they it's saw that movie bugs. and thought it was a yeah. real life.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And speaking of our love of sports, and also uh, something that we were talking about before we started recording, uh, trading cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. are you guys up on the Top Shot uh, oh, movement?
2: Oh, oh yes, oh yes. What? I am in? I'm in a. You haven't heard of Top Shot, Miles? Oh, Miles, no.
0: get ready! Oh no! All I, right,
2: I am in a. I'm in a group chat all about. Basketball and Top Shot is the number one conversation. Yeah, point me too.
0: Um, yeah, so Top Shot is uh, it's basically an NBA trading card style market um, where they create a limited number of NBA gifts that have like unique blockchain signatures, and because they have that unique signature and not because of anything to do with like the clip, really, they sell for. A LeBron James Dunk GIF sold for uh two hundred and eight thousand dollars. Uh the top shop market drove forty five million dollars in sales in one day. What and- I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> so you know how <laughs> bloc- even- you know how blockchain movie, so- is like a digital thing, but there's only one of them that has yes, the I
1: get that. But you're saying people are paying six figures for a gif?
0: Yes. That's connected what? to a blockchain. That signature. you
1: use what to do what with? How do Nothing. you flex with it? Like, I've seen the show clip, it. I've watched the clip. Uh, but then I, you
0: might as well have the GIF. What the right. Fuck? It's, you don't what have I'm the Cream Master
1: Cycle video art piece where you have to <laughs> own the tapes to see the art piece. <laughs> this is the
2: first time Matthew Barty's come up on this show, I'm sure. <laughs> Jeez. Miles
0: talks about the Cream Master Cycle
1: all the time. But yeah, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, you, art, I grew up in an art house, so we yeah, grew yeah. up talking shit about art. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Like, look, I don't. Oh God! See, this is why I don't know. You're, you're flummoxed. Um, yeah, because I literally, you saw before we recorded, I pulled out my old dusty binder of '90s basketball cards. That's and, what it's all about, right? So, but the value is to just say, I own this unique GIF, mm-hmm. Full stop.
0: Yes. Yep. Okay. I, but it's not a unique GIF, because I looked at a, the gift. Yeah, it's a clip Twitter. of Twitter. Right. It's a gift that's connected to the blockchain. There's no value to it, but neither is there value to any cryptocurrency other than like its value as a signifier of wealth like that or a signifier of value. It's, yeah, it's not, it's an attempt to create the whole thing is an attempt to create sort of a physical materialist economy, uh, out of the digital world. Um, it seems regressive to me, like, (laughs) Well, it seems regressive. It seems like kind of trying to go back to the like the people who were really passionate about trying to go back to the gold standard for a long time, and is just uh, fighting the direction things were headed. Like I, I don't, I don't so wait, know. We're
1: decentral. What are we decentralizing? You know what I mean? Because that's the argument for these other currencies is like we're trying to decentralize our banking or whatever. But in the end, right. they're really not being decentralized because they're traded on like three fucking exchanges. But like. What I'm, this is how old I am is that I'm such an old person that it's not tangible. So I'm like, there is no value. Right, right. In a sporting, yes. car, and I'm, and I think I'm looking at it in this sporting, like sort of trading context of like, what are you then? You're just trading files. But then I guess that also speaks to the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm at an age where I don't know that I can understand for me personally that I could see the value in that philosophically, well,
2: I guess. Value. It's not inherent. Value is applied to things based on whether or not lots of people share the same value on any given object. Trading cards is a great example. I have a box of unopened Skybox trading card series one packs. There's there's value to them, but they're just pieces of paper with an image of an athlete. Right,
0: right. They, you, you can, could you can print can, out a yeah you picture could print that Jordan. you could print that exact picture out the the cards yeah, so have always been cares. bullshit yeah.
1: yeah see at least yeah. I can hug my sneakers that I love I could hug right. can, my and you can wear them yeah and and I, they have a
2: practical them. practical application but, in your life but
1: and then but there are people who just collect or whatever and I still get that too like you know like you're gonna get it and I uh, people don't understand sneaker collecting and things like that but I understand so now. This is what they—the high-stakes world of six-figure gifts—and now I'm, I'm <laughs> just terribly behind. Now
2: it's a hype economy, and hype drives everything. And it's so not here. just entertainment to this stuff. It's, it's not, not just gifts, though.
0: No, it's not just. Well, it is mostly gifts. The in the art world, there's also uh, like a, for instance, Sarajun's June's neon cat uh, GIF sold for five hundred and eighty thousand dollars uh when it was because it was like attached to a very specific blockchain signature. And so it's just yeah, it's just people agreeing that this thing is going to have value. Uh I, I'm curious and maybe Zeitgang gang sleuths can look into how much of that money is Sarguncy uh, for having created that GIF.
1: Yeah, right. Like probably zero. We should just pull up to whoever owns that GIF and be like, yo, run your shit.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, that's also it's also worth asking the question of how much money does LeBron James get for a top shot? Right. Right. Yeah. Is it is this I assume it's officially licensed through the National Basketball Players Association. So there's probably some profit that these people make um on the use of their likeness. Just like a slush fund of like okay, you get this check for the fact that we put your face on this thing and this thing and that thing. Right. Right. But it's not it's not it's, it's probably not significant money.
0: Right.
1: And so it's just basically fancy ways to dress up your blockchain money. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I got I have, I got my, you know, 208k in Bitcoin in in a LeBron gold bar, basically a LeBron gift gold bar essentially.
2: Yeah, basically. And then you just have to hope that people
1: still care about LeBron James Dunking over well, people care about uh, how many or how much energy these motherfuckers use to fucking do all this bitcoin mining and shit. Yeah,
0: that's one point that this article and Axios is pointing out is that like especially the art world side of it, which is all on this specific exchange uh that I can't remember or probably even pronounce the name of, but it's like notorious for having one of the worst carbon footprints because like the reason that blockchain is is impossible to recreate like at least part of it is that you're having to like go through all these computing like all this computing power and computing energy to like create one right so like it's they they were comparing some of it to like uh what one of these things uh is the equivalent of driving a thousand kilometers in a car and one of the artists was like, yeah, that's cool, Uh, because the carbon equivalent of, like, that is the carbon equivalent of running my studio for a uh, a full year. Jesus. Is, Good
1: Lord. Yeah. That's like um, the other, I mean, it's so, oh God, the two sides of that. It's like, yeah, but also the carbon emissions off of making <laughs> our gift money is true to roof. Okay.
2: But keep in mind, there is Mars. We can always go to
1: Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker, we're not getting there. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Not our generation. Not us. And not... Not people of our uh, dollar denomination group. We'll not well, be we got
2: to start working harder if we want our kids to be yeah, able to go to fuck Mars. it. I started selling these
1: sexy blockchain gifts.
2: <laughs> That's why you need to get into Top Shot. So you can save up to get your children.
0: Actually, to Mars. you can. If you're willing to uh, sell your children off into uh, indentured servitude, you can. Get oh, to right. Mars. Yeah. So just pre sell your
1: child into indentured servitude for a life on, on Mars. That's going to be some real shit they're going to say in like 70
0: years. Depends on mm-hmm. how. Serious, you are about getting your paper up, man. That's all. Uh, that's what I
1: say.
0: <laughs> hey, I thought you gotta I you bump
1: up, yeah. those
2: numbers up, man. Those are rookie numbers.
1: If you really want to be like your uh, idol Magic Johnson, the businessman, I mean, you have to make some real moves, then.
0: <laughs> and speaking of the other side of a story, this story that kind of hit yesterday morning. All right, TMZ is reporting that two of Lady Gaga's three dogs were kidnapped. And her dog walker during the course of this armed robbery was shot four times. One of her, one of her dogs was as Anna Hosnia said, was just like, not today, Satan. And just sprinted away, got away. So oh, shout out to that. Yeah. Uh, no, they, uh, there's a photograph the- of her bodyguard walking back, found, found the dog, walking it back to the house. Um, By the way, the so Lady Gaga is in Rome working on a movie right now. So, the fact that her bodyguard was photographed carrying the dog back suggests that that bodyguard's in L.A. looking after the dogs, essentially. And he fucking, he managed to... You had one job, my man. Uh, yeah. But so the one of the aspects of the story is Lady Gaga's offering $500,000, no questions asked, to whoever has her dogs, which... Um, is bananas because whoever has her dogs shot her dog walker four times.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say something here about this. It's not funny. <laughs> I'm going to say that first. Okay. It's sad when people get shot. Yeah. But I am going to probably make a couple jokes okay. about it. So just bear with me, please. Anyway, he uh, well, yeah. released an email address for you to send in tips on the whereabouts of the dogs. And I am just imagining all the dick pics somebody's (laughs) going to have to comb through before they get to even one real clue about the whereabouts of these poor dogs.
1: I mean, yeah, like, it's so weird that, first of all, like, Lady Gaga with, like, Democrat-style negotiating Hey, money and no questions asked. If you just, just kind of work with us here, even though you almost killed us.
0: So appropriate yeah. that Let's... she sang the national anthem for the Biden administration.
1: Like, uh... hold on. What about $500,000 to find out who shot her fucking dog walker? You know yeah. what I mean? That's that like she's so...
2: in the hospital. Their life has changed oh forever. Oh my God. But she's just going to be like, Okay, how much do they? How much do you need for me to get those French bulldogs back? I mean, because I can't live without Muffy and Scruff Scruff. I'm not. I'm not fully blaming her
0: dogs. because she's just trying to get her dogs back, right? The the, the dogs are something so that, that my she loves. Back. Yeah, uh, and it's not going to change anything necessarily. Like she could still be like find this motherfucker and prosecute them. But the fact that TMZ is just like, guys, no questions asked. It's all good. like nobody's even or she's not even thinking about like the idea that she's devaluing the the life of her dog walker and also the way that this just feels like the American version of, you know, like oligarchies and dictatorships and other countries where people are kidnapped all the time, like that you have to like constantly be. Uh, thinking about the fact that, you know, people are going to kidnap you because there's massive uh, wealth. Inequality. Inequality. Uh, Like, this is the American version of that. And the thing that everybody's reporting without even being like, wait, what? Is that she's just like, yeah, okay, so that's done with. Now just give me my dog's back, please. I don't know. It just feels very American to me right now. Yeah, it's like...
1: Like how people treat essential workers or companies that treat yeah, essential exactly. workers. You know what I mean? It's, this
2: person could have died. Right. They were shot four times and all she wants is her dog's back, it seems like. I mean, we, to be fair to Lady Gaga, to Stephanie, mm-hmm. she, we don't know what she's doing for the dog walker. Right. Yeah, no, we all don't. We know is, all we know is the information that's out there. Sure, we'll this. find out, though. Right. I hope I hope that she's taking care of this person. Yes. yeah, it's But it's just like, it's come on. The police need to arrest this person for shooting another the human other thing being on is, the
1: street. Why, you have, like to Jack's point, right? Like the idea that bodyguards were even adjacent mm. and this person still got shot
2: it's an inside job, guys. That's what it is. Thank you. I'm going crazy. There we
1: go. Shawshack Redemption had to throw the lob up. Just need someone to throw it down.
2: Reddit is losing their minds. But, like, what, to out how but then
1: also, it. it's like, how are you managing? Like, I get it when you're so fucking popping and wealthy that you can't even do normal things. But like, you wouldn't you want to be like, yo, my dogs are so important. You don't even fuck around, man. I bought this forest. You can walk them around in. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, because th- I'm guessing because she doesn't... She doesn't live in West Hollywood. I'm guessing that's where the dog walker lives. So she trusts Mm, the dog walker enough to take the dogs, but then there's a security presence near the dog. It just seems so convoluted. I'm trying to understand, like, if this is the most efficient way to ensure the the safety of your animals given the budgets Stephanie has.
2: Probably not. I mean, this goes back to the the Top Shot question. How do we value Mm -hmm. things? We value a blockchain on a video or a GIF. We also value French bulldogs. They're some of the most expensive dogs in the country, probably in the world. Very hard to get, very hard to take care of, all of that stuff. So someone thought, I'm going to go out and shoot a motherfucker four times to take the dogs. I don't want the jewelry. I don't want the car. I don't want the clothes. I don't want the Grammys or the Oscar. I want the this doesn't
1: dogs. Doesn't make sense. Why are you getting?
2: That's so crazy to me that the dogs are valuable. They just saw
1: the are movie- dogs are worth shooting a person. How does someone get clapped over dogs? They just saw the movie Seven
0: Psychopaths, and they were like, "All right, this this seems like a good plan," even though the Criminals and that are like, like, no, but in the, in the
1: mind of a person who's doing dirt, you don't want to, uh, you know, uh, discharge a firearm in the commission of a crime. Right. Just, you know, you don't want to put force multipliers on your sentencing if something were to happen. So, right. like, I didn't. It doesn't seem like, do you need to shoot somebody to strong arm snatch some jo- dogs away? That's, maybe it, it gets was weird. An inside I know, like job. that's I don't know what's going Like it seems there's so many levels that just seem like aggressive, or that the person knows that these are Lady Gaga's dogs, so they gotta come heavy, and then they're gonna then demand another wilder ransom.
0: Oh, they definitely knew that it was Lady Gaga's dogs. This was yeah, this
1: was planned, planned
0: out, out for sure.
1: I just, uh, just yeah, it's so
0: confusing, man.
1: And,
2: I hate to be the conspiracy theory person in a time when conspiracy theories are so horribly dangerous, right? Yeah. But it's, it's very shit fishy. Shit
1: went left on that inside job. Mm. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you know what the bodyguard said? He said, you're supposed to stick to the script,
2: man. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Shooting somebody four times. Though, maybe shooting somebody four it's, times is the way that it makes it look like it was more of a real crime. The dog right. walker
1: is okay? Like dog The dog walker, walker is, is okay. stable? Yeah. Expected mm-hmm. to
0: fully recover. So, might have been... I don't know. We... Dave it's Dave. Might like, I'm be so
1: infuriated. Something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Because part of me is like, um, it's it's a the crime is sloppy, the security is sloppy, the shot four times where exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh Dave is lower
1: than right the last yeah. right through the back of the hamstring <laughs> four with, four a, yeah, with a with a twenty two. <laughs> right through the hamstring. Bing bing bing.
0: Well, Dave, it has been a pleasure as always having you, uh seeing you, uh looking looking wow. great, my man uh where can people find you and follow you
2: i am on twitter at dave underscore Schilling, and i want to plug um the youtube black history month special black renaissance i was an executive producer on that and it is out today oh. we have some amazing talent involved in this show Thesis and marrow z-way oh. both obamas sasha and malia just kidding <laughs> barack and michelle uh. i gotcha Malia is too busy working with Donald Glover. Yeah, right. right. Um, who else? Anderson Pack musical performance. If you like Anderson Pack, yeah. he's in this. Damn. It's incredible. It's streaming right now. You can watch it. You can skip to my credit at the end of the show, or you can <laughs> actually it watch out. it. It yeah, doesn't matter.
1: Give me a timestamp for your credit. <laughs>
2: It, it, one hour and or 39 you know do the thing on minutes. YouTube where
1: you you scroll the player and then you say cr- share at this point and then text me. I'm
2: that. gonna sh- I'm gonna when I disseminate <laughs> the link on Friday it's gonna be yeah, shared right at that exactly.
1: Point. Everyone that starts it they watch it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Executive that's presentation. The, that is the flex there of the go. century. Forget all the great content before. That.
0: And is there that's, a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying?
2: Oh boy. Um, well, I already shouted out Rachel Taschen from GQ, so I'm not going to shout out anything else. But her her Twitter is great. She's very funny, impeccable sense of style, and you should subscribe to her opulent tips newsletter.
0: Um, Miles, where can people find you? What's tweet you've been enjoying?
1: You can find me on where? Let's see, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, and even on uh Twitch. You can find us there. You know, doing our doing our things over there. Uh, let's see a tip or a tweet that I like, Or a tip. Uh, tips are good. No, no. And I, actually, this is perfect because it's coming from our very own Dave Schilling and it's starting yeah. to make sense to me. He said, Dave tweeted, Michael Jordan once said Republicans buy top shot too. <laughs> That's important to know. I, w- I, I was
2: thinking of that to do that joke on the show, and we missed. We went right past that. Ah. So I was like, I'm going to tweet this. i got to get this heat out <laughs> Got to get it out. Got to get it out. Got to
1: get it on the streets. Yes, thank you. Uh, you
0: can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, a few tweets I've been enjoying. Andy Richter tweeted, uh, I often think of some people I knew in my youth who all exhibited a similar quality that I now recognize as cocaine. Uh, John Drake tweeted, (laughs) if I was a real estate agent, I would just say, and this space would make a fantastic dojo in every room of the house. And uh, while we're on the subject of dogs, uh, Andrew Nadeau tweeted, I relate to dogs because I am also trying to eat enough chocolate to kill me. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song. That Miles thinks you should listen to You should Miles, listen to what it. is today's recommendation.
1: Oh man. So uh yesterday I just look at I like I love Denzel Curry. Mm. Lord is very own. And yes. I come up I come upon this remix. Uh f- with him, Smino, and Robert Glasper. Called So Incredible. It's the remix to So Incredible off uh, what's the album called, Dan? Again? unlocked yes from the unlocked album thank you dj daniel from the unlocked album which is great it's him and kenny beats and the video or the visual aspect is dope too but this remix is really dope with robert glasper uh like on a and denzel curry that wasn't not a duo i would have thought i would have had on my musical bingo card but it's fantastic
0: Alright, go check that song out Wherever you listen to fine music Mm -hmm. Uh, The Daily Zeitgeist Is a production of iHeartRadio For more podcasts from iHeartRadio Visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows That is gonna do it For this morning, we are back this afternoon To tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you all then Bye. Bye